We are live. Go ahead and click on it. How about now? Test. Hold on, let me hang up on you. Test. I can hear you. Okay. I can you can you. hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to know if I can edit this or not. So, um, all right, let's play some music. Just chill here for a minute while we get things going, while I start sharing everything. Okay.
Hello, Ed, and hello, everybody listening to this brand new mini series show entitled The Rust Belt Political Podcast. You have heard of me before multiple times, and you've definitely heard of Ed from Back in the Day Movie Guys Podcast. Ed, how in the heck are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I am uh, COVID free. I never got it, thank God. Uh, I, I live kind of in a very, very close area, but other than that, uh, family's good. Everybody's good. How about you? How about you? So far, so good. Um, nothing too bad yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, to- I mean, I guess it depends where you live. Right. So tonight here, we are bringing everybody an interesting discussion here. Ed and I, this is episode one titled why we switch sides. Um, so I'll call it out right off the bat here. Uh, Ed was a Republican who has now switched to the Democratic side. And I was a Democrat that switched over to the Republican side. So tonight's episode is all going to be about why we switch sides. That's it. We're not going to talk about anything else. We're not going to talk about immigration. We're not going to talk about COVID-19. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff. Just why we switch sides. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you so, know, we'll give, it, give a little bit of a background on why we were where we were and sort of where we are now and thought process and our, the evolution of our own political thought thoughts. Because, yeah. um, you know, from the title of this show, we are we live in the Rust Belt. We are the center of American policy in terms of in terms of politics, and what we believe isn't isn't you know sort of on the coasts thought process. We have a real uh, real life real world thought processes on why we believe the way we believe, and uh, we are the people that that everybody every four years chases after. Uh, Jordan lives in Northwest uh, Ohio. I live in southwestern Pennsylvania, just on the Ohio border, um, and we are exactly in the center of the Rust Belt. So that's why we sort of called it this. And we're not going to be your typical political show. We're not. No. We no. will swear. We will cuss. Um, but we're going to be honest with each other, and we're going to be honest with ourselves, and we're going to be honest with you. You're not going to hear any bullshit. You're not going to hear any spin. It's going to be the way it is. Just like two normal guys from the Rust Belt talking about politics at a bar. Perfect. So then let's get into it. Okay. Cause I don't know how long this show is going to be. This is us episode one. Let's just go into it. Let's just get into it. So sure. the fans can see what kind of show, cause we could talk for half an hour about what the show's all about. So let's just get into this show. I very wholeheartedly dislike the democratic party. Um, I am to myself at this moment in time disgusted that I even was um, for the Democratic Party. Just don't like them at all. Sorry, I don't. I don't. Um, and and the reason why is because I don't feel that the Democratic Party cares about traditional American values or morals. I do not feel the Democratic Party cares about our military as much. I feel the Democratic Party wants us to be controlled and told what to do. And I feel that Democratic Party has had has terrible arguments when it comes to gun control, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to every policy. And I just can't be with them anymore. 
I just okay. can't be with him. Right off well, the bat. Let's just let's rip this band-aid off. That's how I feel. Boom. That's fine. So let's talk about for a second. Let's talk about I and I appreciate that. So I'll go into my spiel and let's then we'll talk about why we were members of the Democratic Party, or in your case, or in the, in the Republican Party. Um, so I feel the same way that you do about the current state of elected Republicans. I don't feel that way about the Republican Party. I don't feel that way about conservative policies. I believe that conservative policies have legitimate thought processes, processes, excuse me, in how they are. So I have a huge, huge problem with current elected Republican Party policies. Uh, I can't stand the vast majority of both national and statewide elected officials in Pennsylvania anyway, um, that are, that are members of the Republican party. I respect voters of the Republican party, but I don't respect the elected officials. I don't think that they, I think they have it absolutely wrong on all these same issues that you, that, that you talked about. Um, and I think that they have that most importantly, the misinformation that the current elected Republican uh, members of Congress and Senate and the executive branch, uh, I think that they are either fat, they either can't, they either don't know current facts or know them and are continuing to lie to the American people. Lying. Okay. You want to talk so about right lying? off the bat. Okay. Right off the bat. Okay. So you want to talk about lying? Let's talk about how the democratic party always lies to the people. Right. Why is it? Why is it that the Democratic Party, right, always has to always has to go after gun control? Like, how about this? Like, we're not going to talk about gun control. Like, we're not going to we're going to talk about gun control. We're going to talk about things in this episode. But is this going to be little hints to where we stand? Right. So this is this is my argument on it. OK. Uh, Ed, right or wrong? Yes or no. Is cocaine currently illegal in the United States of America? Yes. How are people getting it? If it's illegal. Well, okay, banned, okay, okay. Let's we'll, we'll, let's go with your let's go with your let's go with your discussion because I have an idea where you're going, but we'll go with your discussion. You okay? get what I mean. But I miss. Okay, let's fight. I, I know First, what you're okay. saying. Okay, they they buy they buy it illegally on the street. I know exactly where you're going with it. They buy I it illegally it. on the street. Okay, and the reason I was going to say fuck cocaine is because it's not the 80s anymore. So let's just go with meth. <laughs> well, talking about meth. Okay, so meth sure. is currently illegal in the United States of America right now, correct? Yes. And you know where I'm going mm -hmm. with this. The listeners right now, because we have a few listeners that are listening live, they know where I'm going with this. Okay, so it is illegal in the United States of America, but people who buy it, the people who sell it, the people that make meth are criminals, right? One would argue that the people that sell it, the people that make it, and not always because they're addicted, but people that buy the product, right, um, are criminals. They're still finding a way to get the meth and get high. So one of the things that I disagree with the Democratic Party completely is um, the all-out ban on assault rifles. Because if a guy's going to go crazy and shoot up a place, God forbid, I'm not condoning that, they're going to find it no matter what. So 
I think what they need to do is not change gun laws at all and let people buy as many guns as they want because that is your God-given constitution right. Tell me how I'm wrong. So here's where... Here's where you're. Here's where you're wrong. That is not a. What you're saying is not a Democratic Party policy. What you're saying is the caricature is caricaturization. Like you go to the fair and the guy draws a cartoon version of you in a hat that doesn't. It, it looks like you, but it's a caricature, right? It is an embellished and fabricated version of the Democratic Party policies. Okay. Now, yes, what you're saying is that some members of the Democratic Party on the further left of this, they believe in banning assault style weapons. Okay. Now me personally, I've never agreed. I'd never agreed with that. I never liked that policy. I didn't, I didn't like it in the nineties. I didn't like it in the early two thousands. I didn't like it in the, the mid 2010s and I don't like it now, but what we need to have are common sense gun legislation uh, regulations in this country that don't ban the guns because here's the thing, you're exactly right. If you want to break the law, you're going to break the law, right? What the Democratic Party, the, this, the, the, the true fact of the matter is, is where the Democratic Party is as a whole is we believe that Currently, if you can register a car, you can register your guns. Same concept, and it's something that it's something that I personally have 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 been for, and something that I have personally r- ran on is that you're allowed to own as many guns as you want in this country. Same way you're allowed to own as many cars as you want, but just if you if you want to buy a passenger car. You have to have a driver's license that says, I can buy a passenger car. You want to buy a commercial vehicle, a semi-truck? You want to buy, buy a motorcycle? You have to prove that you are licensed to be able to handle both of those things, right? And you have to have each of each car you has to get registered every year. You have to re-register it. The Democratic Party as a whole, where, where, where the party is, is that you can, if you want to own a gun, you have to be able to carry it. Or excuse me, you have to prove that you're li- you have to have a license and prove that you're able to handle it, that you know how to handle it safely. That you, if you want to buy a shotgun, you have to have a license to buy a shotgun. If you want to buy an assault style weapon, you should be you have to be able to prove and have a license that you can do it. Handgun, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Also, in addition, the Democratic Party believes that we need to we need to limit the you need to have full universal background checks anytime you go to buy a gun. If you, Jordan, want to sell me, Ed, a gun, you and I should have to go to ABC Gun Supply Store, ABC Gun Supply Store for a nominal fee negotiated between you and I. It, it'll be whatever the market de- determines it is, 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 75 bucks, whatever the market determines it to be. You and I will negotiate that fee. And then we go there and they do a background check and then they do a, a, a a title, basically, the similar when you buy in a car, the title transfer. If you want to sell me a car, right? You have the title in your hand. You and I have to go to a notary. We get the title switched over. I have to prove that I have a driver's license. I have to prove that it's legal, and then we the title the title changes hands. Same thing should be with a gun. You should be able to buy a gun 
out of the back of somebody's out of the back of a trunk of somebody's car. Okay, I don't so, know how you couldn't how you couldn't agree okay. with that. Okay, so we're going to go on multiple topics on why we switch parties, but this is one topic that we'll cut a little bit short here because we don't want to go into because this probably will be an episode in the future, but this is my answer. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can and you can't. I just can't go to John Smith and buy a gun out of his car right now. That's not legal. I know plenty of people. It is legal. It is I know, legal. I know plenty of people in my area where I live that own guns, that have bought them from John Smith down the street. They have to have the guns registered. I know a guy last week of where I work has to go to the local gun. She went to Bass Pro Shop. All right. I'm going to tell you the story. This is this is a legit story. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you the guy's name, but a guy went, but the guy who I work with went to go buy a gun last week at Bass Pro Shop. Okay. He walks in and says, I want to buy nine millimeter Beretta. That's what he wanted to buy. It's a handgun. Sure. Sure. They said, great. We need your social security. We need your driver's license. Boom. Background check right there. Mm-hmm. Right. There's your background check. So what are Democrats? Sure. Then after they run the background check, they go, okay, great. Here is the registration for the gun because now that gun is registered to him. John Smith. Mm-hmm. So then if John Smith sells it to me, Jordan, and I go on a shooting spree when the police get that nine mil Beretta and he sold it to me illegally, that's going to fall back on John Smith because it's registered to John Smith. You just made the Democratic Party's argument against the NRA. Thank you. I don't like the NRA. And that's the thing is that people don't understand. And, and that's, and, right. That's fine. Like th- there's, there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with what you're but saying. That's, that's common sense. The, the, but that's the democratic is, party that, but here's the thing in Ohio, where you live, that is the law. That is not a national law. Okay. I'm you can go, you, I, and that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. That's the difference is that there are common sense gun legislations in some states, okay? Like in Pennsylvania, if you, if you have the boyfriend law to where if you have a history of domestic abuse, you, uh, you, you, you can't buy guns. That's common sense, like, right? If you, if you have a history of domestic abuse, beating up, your, beating up your wife or your boyfriend or your kids, right? You, if you have a history of doing that, you shouldn't be able to own a gun, Right? Maybe. Look, here's the thing when it comes to that. Uh, again, I, I, I don't want this episode to be about gun reform. So, I mean, because this is just an introduction of what the show is. But Sure, um, sure. But, God, because I could You go started it, Dick. <laughs> I did start it. Um, I feel, at the end of the day, that um, if I want to go out and buy a gun, I have every legal right to do so. Now, I live in Ohio. You live in Pennsylvania. Every state has their own laws and that is constitutional because the government is not supposed to run us the states are supposed to run us right now what's going on in the world right now with what the federal government is doing is completely unconstitutional and what i mean by that is stimulus payouts buyouts bailouts all that stuff people may love it people may like it i get that this is trying times right now but at the end of the day, that is unconstitutional. So I, <laughs> I disagree with you. I disagree how, how with you. Argue, how? The forefathers, <laughs> so look, the so forefathers, look, look. Hold on. Let me uh, finish my point. The forefathers okay. even have said that it's in the Constitution that 
the federal government, the United States government is in charge of foreign trade. It's in charge of protection of military, but overall the states rule. So what's good for Ohio may not be good for Pennsylvania and a vice versa. But, but here's, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the, it's not constitutional. So here, so it's you're you're they're so far they're so far apart with the two con the two things that you're trying to make. So if you're trying to make the free market aspect, if you're trying to make the free market libertarian argument on stimulus money and bailouts, etc., etc., etc. What is your thought process then on when a when a company goes out of business or an industry fails that the government bails them out. I totally disagree with that. I disagree. At least you're, at least you're, at least you're, at least your level. It has nothing to do with the constitution. It has to do with economics and your belief systems in that, in, in economics, which is perfectly legitimate. You're, I mean, I completely, I am a free market capitalist I am not a neoclassical free market uh, capitalist, but that what the, the two arguments aren't the same. You're arguing that 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 giving people that giving people money in a crisis is is against the law, against the constitution. But we've had hundreds of years of of these things actually occurring. So it's it's been held up. It's been held up. In, in, by Supreme Court rulings, it's been held up. Yes. There's been laws that have been created. The Constitution is a living document and was designed to be a living document. And yes, I'm fully aware that we fought a revolution over taxes. I get the I get the libertarian argument. I don't 100 percent agree with it, but I get it. So, on the broader point of why we switch parties, this is actually one of the bigger things for me is the economics of it. So. I start. I, I was originally a when I first registered when I was eighteen years old. I registered as a Green Party. <laughs> I registered because oh. I, I I believe. Wow. I, I, yeah, because I, I I do believe in creating policies, and this was two thousand and six. Okay, so like this is how far back my thought process goes on on environmental protection and protecting the environment. Okay, um, but. And then I switched to the Democratic Party simply because I wanted to be able to vote in a primary. And this was that, yeah, that was 2006. So my very first presidential election I ever voted in was 2008. And of course, I voted for the Democratic nominee, who was Barack Obama. That was the first person I ever voted for for president of the United States. And by 2012, I was in college. I had a, a, an economics professor that. An economics and business professor, they were two separate classes, but he, was, he taught the same things. He was a small business owner who, unfortunately, was misguided about taxes. And that's why I switched to being a member of the Republican Party is because of it, basically youthful, youthful lack of experience and youthful lack of knowledge uh, brought on by somebody who didn't quite understand the concept of, the, of, of, of taxes. Um, sort of teaching me the, the ways about it. And I was wrong. And I admit that I was wrong. And um, I was, I'm a free mind and a free spirit. And I did not vote for the reelection of the president in 2012. I was a full-blown Republican. And I felt like Obama was weak on several things. 
Um, I have since uh, since then seen what I believe to be the light. And um, I did not, I was a Republican in t- 2016 and I did not vote for either candidate from either major party. I voted actually for the first time in my life, I voted libertarian. Um, and since then I've realized that the Republican party no longer allies, aligns with my beliefs in economics. Um, and I've had to make the personal change back to the Democratic Party. And I understand that current elected Republicans, have, they're not, they, they have no policies whatsoever other than to make themselves more and more wealthy. I'm not saying the, the current Democratic Party is any better. I'm not. But I'm saying that I switched back to being a Democrat because they were closer and the belief systems are working in middle class folks first as opposed to corporations and rich people first. Okay, well, since you sent into that detail, then this is my detail on why I switched over to the Republican Party. And just these past few years, I did not vote for Trump. And I will make this very clear. This is not me standing on my ivory tower saying, well, I'm not a Trump supporter. That's one of the most irritating things I can ever hear is mm-hmm. you're a Trump supporter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I have never heard. I have never heard somebody say, oh, you're an Obama supporter. You're a Bill Clinton supporter. Oh, you're a Romney supporter. That is just nonsense. Just because I'm a conservative doesn't mean that Donald Trump's cock is in my mouth. All right. My name is not my name is not Stormy Daniels. Okay. So welcome welcome to the ten percent of the Republican Party who 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 have who are open minded to who they support. Doesn't have to just be a Republican. They believe in conservative policies. I support the president of the United States, whoever that may be. I may not like every policy that that individual makes, but I support sure. the president of the United States. So where I have changed in the past few years, because I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and uh, my wife was very happy uh, that I voted for her. And I begin to do my own research. I begin to study, begin to learn. I begin to realize that the people that are the most violent towards the other party is the democratic leftist party now that doesn't mean that you yourself are it it is it is i mean i go on youtube all the time and this is you know how on youtube works which is quite beautiful and i mean that sarcastically is you watch one video about a video game review right and then you log oh, off yeah the the, their, their algorithm their algorithm yeah. just digs right. you into that rabbit hole so all i did one time was I stumbled upon a video uh, called Louder with Crowder, and I don't know what this was. So I, I clicked on Louder for Crowder, and it was the segment called Change My Mind, and it was about transgender and about how there are an endless spectrum of sexes and, or genders, and just endless spectrum of genders. There's no two genders, they're saying. It's, it's, it's not male and female. There's, it's non-binary. It's all this stuff. And I was like, on the side of Crowder. I was like, yeah, there is only male or female there. I mean, like there's no, what, you know, like just that process of, huh? So then because I clicked on his video, the next time I open up YouTube, I get Ben Shapiro. I get black rifle of coffee company. Did. Of course I you get, did. Of course you I did. Get, <laughs> I get all this stuff and I start watching and I start learning. And one of the things that really changed my mind was just the CEO 
of Starbucks. You know, I've had this conversation. Went on well, TV about By the year. way, ben, Sh- ben Shapiro has full-blown autism, and he speaks, and it, he, he is literally Rain Man, okay? So I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, like, I listened and I learned from Ben Shapiro. He I did Rain listen. I, I, I did listen, and I do learn from Ben Shapiro, because Ben Shapiro is right. I will, I will tell you this, because I don't know if you've ever seen this video before, but this is what changed my mind on the whole transgender thing. He was at a college campus in this famous video that he did, and she goes, why can I identify as a male if I want to? And he goes, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask you how old you are. No, never mind. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, because that would be offensive. No, wait a minute. Yes, I am going to ask you how old you are, because you're probably young enough. So how old are you? And the girl said, well, I'm 20, I'm, 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 I'm 20, so that means I'm young and stupid, right? And he goes, no, why don't you identify as 60? And she stopped dead in her tracks and didn't answer, couldn't answer. And he goes, no, seriously, why don't you identify as 60? If you want to identify as whatever you want to identify as, then why don't you identify as 60? Because you cannot magically change your age and you cannot magically change your sex. And I was hook, line, and sinker at that point. And I just started to dive more to the Republican Party, discovered that the Republican Party was actually uh, founded against slavery because the party that was mm-hmm. for slavery was the Democratic Party. OK, but listen, that's that's li- listen. I mean, here's here. Here are facts about it. That literally is like saying today that, yes, that is factual. OK, that the Republican party was the party that was founded to abolish slavery. But that is legitimately saying like the democratic party is today the party who is pro slavery. We are are like, you make fun of me. Here's no stop it. Are you playing a character right now? Are you being legit? Uh, look, look, I'm just saying like, are they not? <laughs> because here's, I, here's the thing, like how, how often, how often, okay, let's bring it back to another su- subject that you and I talk a lot about. I am a Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. How often am I told not to live in the past? Let's talk about how terrible the Browns are today. Let's talk mm-hmm. about how they haven't won. A, they won four games. They, they won, they won one game in three years with them, with, with, with the previous two coaches ago. Right. Okay, let's talk about how terrible they are since 99. That's present day. Those are facts. But to say that I am a Browns fan because of who they were in the 60s, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. The Democratic Party today is not has nothing to do the same way that the Republican Party today has nothing to do with the party of the 1800s. Neither of the parties have anything to do with what they did back then. So then, so then, so then riddle me this, okay, Batman, then why is it that the Democratic Party mostly focuses on urban communities, and why does the Republican Party mostly focus on That's suburban? That's not factual. That's not factual at all. That is not factual at all. So <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold you on. Gotta, you so gotta, you're, telling me, you're telling me that the Democratic Party does not focus on urban areas, and you're not going to sit here and tell me that the Republican Party does not focus on suburban white areas? You're yeah. not going to tell me that? Okay, so let's okay, so let's you want you okay, let's so let's go through this then. Okay. So the Democratic Party is they don't focus on on urban areas where people live, they tend to become educated and cultured and they and, and they learn from and they learn things from other people and that's when they start to vote Democrats. 
There are large pop there are large sects of the population, large portions of the population packed into these cities. So they overwhelmingly vote Democrat. The Republican Party realizes that in order to gain state legislature uh, majorities, state uh, Senate majorities, and congressional majorities, is that they focus on elsewhere because they can't win where people live. They have to be able to take sects of the population. Okay, these 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 rural these rural centers. And the miseducated suburbs, who are now significantly leaning Democrat, by the way, because they're so turned off from the current Republican Party. And again, I'm not talking about the Republican Party of 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I'm talking today's Republican Party. And they have made a concerted effort to go and do everything that they can to win state legislatures in rural areas. They've made a concerted effort to do that. And that was really, really smart at them. Republicans are better at politics than Democrats because Democrats always try to do the right thing. And Republicans are literally just about the business of politics. Okay, but here's the thing, though. If 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 that statement you said is true, then how in the heck did Trump last week have a 51 percent approval rate in the United States of America? If he's not if, if because everybody be, because here's the thing you most people only get to see small portions of the things that he's doing. And he says the right things when he's scripted. And then they turn away because they're at home. They have no choice. They have no choice but to watch him. So they're at home. They catch a five-second clip clip of it here and there, and they catch this and that. And what it is is it's mostly the bump he received legitimately is from are from Democrats who aren't going to vote for him in the, in November anyway. They're not saying he is better than whomever the Democratic nominee is. They're saying, okay, he's doing a tolerable job at this moment because he and the Republican Party understand the politics of the moment. They understand that they can take his current fuck up, this whole situation, this whole national pandemic, which is his. He didn't create it, but it's gotten way out of proportion because he's fucked up about it. He's been able to he's been able to take the bad news and say, look how good of a job I'm doing. And people are only seeing that little clip and they're saying, okay, well, I guess you're not doing that bad. But if you look at it as, when you look at it from a macro perspective, the thing as a whole, he, he's not, it's, it's, it's going to go back to normal. He's going to go back to the, to the low forties, high thirties where he typically lives. Okay, fine. I mean, that's your opinion about <laughs> and this, it. And, and this is, this isn't about, this isn't about like, this is this isn't about Trump and this isn't about coronavirus, but this is about current Republican policies, elected Republican officials. Okay, so since, then riddle me this since then. twenty since twenty since two thousand the last okay. twenty years. So every show that I have ever done in my years of podcasting, I've always have a fucking catchphrase for some reason because I have nothing else to say. So I guess for for Rust Belt, it's going to be riddle me this, Ed. Uh, Okay, so then riddle me this, right? I've had a 401k for many years, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it? Let's put coronavirus aside. Boom, it doesn't exist. Everybody's happy right now. Okay. Let's Let's go back to December of 19. Right. Why is it that my 401k has never gone up 
the way it has since a Republican has been in office, which will be Donald J. Trump, compared to when a Democrat was in office, Barack Obama. My 401k in December, before all this happened, was up 23.72%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations. So, so the question is, why isn't, why, why do you think that Joe Smith factory worker is not a Republican. This that's why he's a Republican. All the okay. care right. That might be why that, that might be why he's a Republican. But that's but that, that might be why they're a re- Republican. But here are the facts to set the record straight, so that this person can see. So Joe Smith factory worker can understand the facts and make their own informed decision. Okay. 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 So eighty percent of all stocks in the United States are owned and or traded by the most wealthy 1%. The top 10%, excuse yeah, the top uh, 92% of all stocks that are owned or traded are owned by the wealthiest, by the wealthiest, uh, not, uh, by the wealthiest tw- uh, 10% in this country. Excuse Great. me, I'm sorry. Okay. The wealthiest 10%. So, when you see a 23% boost in your 401k, and this isn't meant to be derogatory in any way, but you and I, who are middle-class folks who both make under $100,000 a year, right? When yeah. we see a million dollars in a 401k, we're like, holy shit, look at this. So we get this little morsel and we're like, this is over 10 times our salary. That we're, we're, This is over 10 times our salary. We're going to be able to, it's doing so great, so well. But those, there's 92% of all stocks are owned by the wealthiest 10% of people in this country. So that leaves 8% for the rest of us. Legitimately, it leaves, it leaves, it leaves 8% of the stock market for the rest of us. Okay. So when you and I see this little bump, it makes us feel good. It makes us look good. It makes us think we're living high on the hog. When in reality, the stock market is not a, an, an indicator of the economy. It, 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 as a whole, it is actually an indicator of how much more wealthy rich people are getting. Okay, so, okay, so Greg, thank you so much for saying that. So, so this is my argument on that, right? Check this shit out. Riddle me this! Right. <laughs> All right, Ed, Edward Nigma. Right. I Riddler think from Batman. I think that's completely fine. And the reason why I think that's completely fine and why if we look at our 401ks and go, oh, my God, it's up 10 times what we make. This is great. Look, I'm not I'm really hoping that majority of America that has a 401k that checks their 401k on a daily basis like I do understands that that's not actually your fucking money, especially when you're my age. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's not your money. It's not your money. I really, really hope they know that. I, my guess is, my educated guess is, majority doesn't realize that. Because if you have $10,000 in your 401k and you quit your job or you get fired and you want to take that out, you're not going to get $10,000. You're going to get like $3,000 because you're going to get fucked in the ass. But my point. Well, because you, you got you to gotta pay taxes on it, right? which taxes. is bullshit. You got to pay taxes on it. You got you, 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 you. There are so many things that go into it. And, and, and you're 100% right, but continue. It's not your so, money. It is not your money. <laughs> 
and it's it's not your money. So like so like I check my four hundred one k because it's like oh my god, like I lost a thousand dollars this week, or oh my god, I won not one, it went up two thousand dollars this week. Like that's just great to know. Um, I'm okay with the wealthy one percent, and the reason why I'm okay with the wealthy one percent is because I. Okay, how can I say this without sounding like a contradiction? I isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? I don't give a shit about the wealthy 1% just like they don't give a shit about me. The company that I work mm-hmm. for, the company that I work for right now, um, they send out uh, daily emails to all the employees. And mm-hmm. the email that was sent out last week, this is a true story. Uh, the first sentence of this email, because I'm still open, I'm still working, I'm considered an essential employee where I work. And the first, and this is my point of the 1%, the first sentence was not what I would do as a business owner. Thank you so much for coming in here and working. Thank you for doing what you are doing. I appreciate you with the current times that are going on, right? I know that coming in here is a risk, right? That's what you should say. The first sentence in the email last week from the company I work for was, sales are up 59%. Fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. So, and that yes, right but, there is one number on. one was another reason why I switched parties because but, those people who are don't give a fuck about you or but, me. But, but here is that thin line on why I'm a conservative. I say fuck you to that guy. Right? I say, mm-hmm. fuck you, because you don't make me feel good for coming in here. Right? This is where you turn around. And this is where I have learned of fuck your feelings. It's the facts. The, jo- the guy is a job creator. I could be working in a restaurant right now, and I could be losing my job. I could be doing a non-essential work and lose my job. My wife could be doing the same thing and lose her job. I am open. He is a job creator. He is making me money, and we have overtime up the ass. So for that, I say wealthy 1% who creates Apple phones, who creates Amazon, who does what I do for a living. Thank you, because I am still working. I'm still able to have a living wage. Are you a piece of shit? You are a piece of shit, but thank you. Does that give you a good point? And here's, so here's where my disagreement is with that. Okay. And I, it's, it's, it's really is just a mindset. It's, it's, there's no right or wrong answer here. Okay. But like, if you caught coronavirus and died, that you, your, before your forklift got cold, he would have somebody else in there doing that job because he doesn't care about you. Absolutely. And he doesn't have to. Like, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But you don't, like, you don't owe him anything the same way he feels he doesn't owe you anything, right? Sure. So they're telling you, they're giving you their bullshit excuses as to why they're open and they're remaining significantly, pro- they're remaining profitable because in what they're do in what you're in what you're doing they're putting they are legitimately putting you and your family at risk on a daily basis in order to make more money yes they are so they are they thank you so you don't owe them anything 
No, I don't know the other benefit. than yes. You like they're, they're, you go in, you put in your time at a at, at a wage, and we can get into the minimum wage if you'd like. We can get into whatever that is, and I'll tell you, and I can give you thousands of examples of 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 why the minimum wage needs to increase significantly. But that's neither here nor there. That's not the point of this conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Minimum wage can kiss my right, ass. But, go ahead. But yeah, okay. Well, anyway, so but here, so but you don't owe him anything, and he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck about you the same way you shouldn't care about them. It's it is a it is a business transaction. You are going in for X number of dollars per hour, and they they don't owe you. They technically, they really and truly don't owe you an explanation. But it is the difference in mindset between those people and us. We have no choice but to go in and risk our lives and you have to go do your job and I have no choice but to I don't have to luckily my job is being done remotely but it's because of people like that who are being greedy and illegally performing their jobs that I still currently have one okay I'm not thankful it's just is what it is they owe me no explanations to why they're staying open I owe them no explanations to why I'm continuing to do my job the same way you owe them owe, owe nobody nothing so you should you don't owe anybody anything. So don't say thank you. Like, just you just do it. Like, you're just going in and doing your job, which I respect. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Well, at the end of the day, that's how I feel about that. Do I personally like the wealthy 1%? No. Do they give a fuck about me? No. Are they going to... <laughs> it, do I, do I give a fuck a about them? Go ahead. No. I'm just saying. It's and, like, and, no, I don't. Look, and, and, and I, have, I don't give a fuck if you are a trillionaire or a bazillionaire or a millionaire or you make ten dollars i don't like there's nothing wrong with wealth in this country absolutely not there is nothing wrong with being wealthy doesn't sound like a democrat all i'm saying that's see but here's the thing this is why we're rust belt folks number one and number two this this isn't your thought process on the Democratic Party isn't the actual thought process of the Democratic Party. Can it's I what ask you think you a they're about. Can I ask you a hang question? On, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, I got my point here. I, okay, get your go point. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 just serious. I have a question. I have a question. Why is okay. it that Bernie Sanders goes on every single fucking debate and says, the 1%, and he owns fucking three homes? I don't own fucking three homes. Is he going to give up two of his homes? Why is he? Why is he so against one percent? If he speaks for See, the average American, then tell me the average American that owns three fucking homes. Tell me so, that one. So, why? If first of all, the guy wrote a book, made a million dollars, and he he's going about his life. He doesn't come from that thought process. He doesn't come from that that belief system. He is a working class advocate who is a working class person who comes from the working class, right? He is, he was built by the working class. The difference between him owning three homes and a Republican or a, a, a national Republican figure owning three homes, if the policies are the exact same, they're irrelevant. But when you have a guy who owns three houses and somebody like, a billionaire, uh, actually, he's not really a billionaire, but he pretends to be, and he thinks he is, and blah blah blah. Who's sitting in the Who's sitting in the executive branch? Who's sitting at the head of the executive branch right now? The difference is, is we know nice that he is always that the, the Bernie that Bernie Sanders is always going to side on the uh, on the side of the people. Great, now, he's not so going to win the Democratic the nomination. He doesn't have to sell his homes the same way the same way Donald Trump doesn't have to sell his resorts. 
Yeah, but Donald With Trump never exception. comes out there and says that bullshit that Bernie Sanders does. Because the Bernie Sanders is for is for the working class folks. Is he, he is talking about Donald Trump. He is talking about Donald Trump. Okay. And folks okay. like him. Okay, so you want to talk about Bernie Sanders, you want to talk about how and this is another reason you why started, I you started no, no I didn't want to no. talk about Bernie Sanders. You wanted to talk about Bernie Sanders. I'm continuing the conversation, but like that's another reason why I switched away from being a member of the Republican Party is because people who are true liberals in the within the Democratic Party are working class advocates only, whether they have ten billion dollars or they have nothing and they were waitresses before they got elected to Congress. Like their yeah. only thought process is on the concept is it, the only co thought concept is for the working class, the poor, the middle class folks, building a middle class. That's all that matters to Ed. the people that are on the left side of the political spectrum. Ed, so we have a question here on our on our on our live feed right now. We have a listener, Sue thirty five. She had a question. I want you to answer this here. Who is for the poor? You mean the people of uh, the people that are running for president of the of which I don't know. American I don't political know. party? Sue Sue well, thirty five here live on air just said who is for the poor? So who is for the poor? The 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 Democratic Party. And not the current the that, that, see, but here the of the people we're talking about, Bernie fucking Sanders. Not not Joe Biden. Sure as fuck not Donald Trump. Like the people who are the, the the person who is for the poor that we're talking about, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, who was running for president, same concept. Like there is there, the Democratic Party is the party of the working class and of the poor people. And if you don't believe that, and you can comment however you'd like, if you don't believe that, you are uneducated on the issue, and you can, I will be glad to have. I will be glad. To, I will be glad to answer any further questions with facts, whether you believe them or not. Well, it looks like Sue 35 here just just wrote back and said lies. So I'm evidently, evidently Sue 35 doesn't like your shit. Um. Okay, and that's fine. She's wrong. She's wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> is she wrong or is she an American that can voice her opinion in a free market? You are allowed to be. You are allowed to be wrong in this country. Okay. So okay. Okay. So so uh, Sue thirty five here says lies, and that is her opinion about it. Um, I don't know necessarily if I agree with Sue thirty five because I don't know what she exactly is specifying about. But it seems like her and I are in the same ball team. You are in another sport. Um, the Republican. So it's yeah. It's like we're like we're playing in Yankee Stadium, and you're trying to play soccer. Well, that's what you're trying. I'm, wait, to do, I'm huh? waiting for you. I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting for you to throw a pitch. I have fucking Babe Ruth in my fucking bench waiting to hit. You're the fucking asshole like, that's trying to get Pele out there. Oh wait, wait. Uh, uh, Sue thirty five says I'm eating now. If you all are still debating, I will call in when I'm done. Ooh, so we could have a that's call. Fine. That that sounds great. I'm gonna write uh, Ed. Uh, Ed can't wait. <laughs> this is what happens when we do a live show, buddy. Mm -hmm. oh, That's this fine. Um, so anyway, so, oh, this is fucking great. Thank you, Sue, for this, because this is our first episode for the Rust Belt. This makes us really happy that you're even contributing, Sue. So so thank you so much for contributing. Ed, I know you don't agree with her, but you got to admit, it is 
really fucking cool that that Sue thirty five is contributing at least. Listen, we, cool. we I just I do appre- I do appreciate it. I mean, and I'll be happy I'll be happy to explain. I'll be happy to I'll be happy to listen to any explanation anybody has, and then explain why that's incorrect. All right. So if she is okay, so when Sue thirty five is done eating, and if she decides to call into the air, we'll we'll, we'll see what goes on with this. So one of my biggest okay. So let's go to another thing, right? One of the things that I have that I have personally seen, and I know you're going to say that I'm wrong, which is fine because you're going to say I'm wrong, is I don't feel the Democratic Party gives a shit about our military, especially especially our veterans, as much as the Republican uh, Republican Party does. And the reason why I say that is because I know a lot of military guys in my personal life, and they seem to always get screwed when a Democrat is in office. And and regardless if you like him, regardless if you hate him. Doesn't matter. Donald Trump has done a lot of great things for the veterans. That is a fact. He's given a lot of stuff for the veterans. Case in point, there have been people that work at VA hospitals that are terrible at their jobs. Nurses, doctors that are just shit people. And then Donald Trump finally comes in and says, hey, guess what? You can't fucking do that shit. You can't just coast by this. We need people to actually help our our VAs. And from what I see from the democratic party is they could give two shits about the military. They could give two shit about our veterans. I, I really, <laughs> really honestly feel that. Um, I, I fundamentally disagree with that. Um, but they have won the messaging war. The Republican party. Here's the thing. Like the current iter- the current, the current generation of elected Republican officials have talked a great game about uh, about veterans and military, yet we have we have we have tens of thousands of homeless veterans in this country. We have a, we have the government is the, the the VA is a government run uh, hospital that and it's run by people who don't believe in government. And they're it's it's in in let's just and let's just face it, they don't they don't believe they believe that uh, mental illness is a choice uh, as a whole. Who believes um, that? Who believes that? Who believes the that? Republican Party? The Republican, Republican Party. Republican Party believes that. Elected. Okay. Let me let me rephrase. Currently elected Republican officials, not not people who vote Republican. Current elected Republican officials. Continue. And you know, and, and here's the thing: as a, I am a, I am a moderate, I am a moderate Democrat. And I believe that we need to we need to truly increase um, we need to truly increase the the access to VA hospitals. We need to truly increase access to healthcare for for veterans. We need to completely eliminate um, we need to completely eliminate um, um, homeless homeless veterans in this country. We need to give them a place to live if they can if they don't have one, and we need to give them full access to to, to healthcare. Um, and we need to be, we need to treat them with dignity and we need to be able to treat them with respect. I don't care if that is a, if it's, if it's believed that the Republican party believes that or the democratic party believes that that's how I believe. Okay. All right. Well, you know, let's move on from that subject because I'm not going to disagree that we need to help our veterans at all. That's why I wear grunt style shirts a lot. I know that will make you mm-hmm. just disgusted. Love grunt style. Well, uh, they're great. Uh, listen, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what that is. But um, um, listen, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, 
what it is right now currently i'm wearing a shirt that says foobar we all know what foobar means sure. and uh and on the right sleeve actually for those of you who don't know what foobar is it was a military term that was brought up by american uh, uh by american soldiers during world war ii foobar means fucked up beyond all recognition and on the right side of my shirt's the American flag. On the left side of the shirt, on the sleeves, is the logo Grunt Style. And it's a company that is made. It, it was a company that's created by veterans around our age group. And shirts are usually fifteen to twenty dollars, and five dollars of those of those t-shirts go to help veterans. And I will. And I have like six or eight of the shirts, and I support the shirts a hundred percent. And I wear them all the time. I completely support it. So um, I think you and I both agree when it comes to. Um, our veterans, um, the way we go about it could be a different thing, but I think we both agree with that. One of the things that has completely changed my mind um, from being a Democrat to Republican is immigration. Now, I know we're going to have probably a whole episode dedicated to immigration, but I do want to tiptoe um, the waters a little bit here. I just want to dip my toe in the shallow end. I don't want to go into the deep end of the pool. I just I just want to dip it in to see if it's see if it's warm enough to my liking. Are you are you are you willing to dip your toe in this with me? Sure. Okay. So my belief is simple as this, and I'll make it very cookie cutter simple. I, Jordan, do not give a shit your color. I do not care about your religious backgrounds. I do not care about anything at all, you personally. If you come over to this country legally, if you come over to this country legally and pay your taxes like me and my family has to all the time, then I will support you. Looks like we got a caller coming here. Looks like we got Sue coming in here. Hello. Sue, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hi, Sue. Uh, this is Jordan, and uh, you're on the air here with uh, myself and Ed. How you doing, Sue? I'm pretty good, pretty good. I'm enjoying y'all debating. It's it's it's, it's entertaining as, as well as knowledgeable. So, and I do. I want to thank, thank you. For, thank you like, so much for calling you, in. We appreciate it. A, I, no problem at all. You you first made the assumption that everybody knew what was the term foobar or, or what was the term foobar. Foobar, and you made the first assumption that everybody knew what that was, and I was on mute because I was eating. I was like, I don't know what that is, but then you was like, for the ones who don't, and you explained it. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, Sue. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and before we continue with your discussion with us, let's let you know, this is our first episode of part of Movie Guys Podcast. This, this is a once-a-month episode about why we change political parties. I was a Democrat. I have switched to the Republican Party, and Ed was a Republican who switched to the Democratic Party. So we're just here discussing why we have switched, and this is all leading up to the um, election in November. So, Sue, you were listening to Do the show Real quick, do you think that the crisis is going to interfere with them being on schedule? Or you think it's going to go on as, as planned? I think it's going to go on as planned. And honestly, this is how I feel. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm sad for saying this, Sue, but maybe Ed can chime in. This is how Donald Trump is going to lose, in my opinion. Um, if I was going against Donald Trump, this is what I would say. Um, hey, if I was president, a lot less people would have died, and I would have handled it differently. Boom, there's the election. Game over. How are you going to defeat that statement? I don't want that to happen, but I feel well, that, that could happen. To, 
Sue, to answer your question, um, I feel like uh, I do 100% believe that if we if we had a presidential election in the middle of a civil war, we can have a presidential election in the middle of a pandemic. You've seen in Wisconsin <laughs> today, the lines were out the door. Um, the lines were backed up beyond belief. People were wearing their, their protective uh, makeshift protective gear to go do their civic duty and their American right, which was to vote today in the Wisconsin primary. Yeah. So uh, it, it will, it will, uh, it, it will happen. Uh, it will happen, uh, you know, God willing. So, so Sue, I, I have can... a question for you then. What side are you on right now? Matt, of course, I'm coming from the urban city, I'm from uh, the DMV area. So, of course, I, I was brought up, uh, brought up in uh, Democrats. And then as I became to, uh, in my older years uh, now and started to study, um, about the candidates and what they stand for, what they're about. I kind of switched to Republican. I don't know how nobody's going to feel about this, but I, I'm, I'm proud to say that um, even though it's some things I don't agree with him on, I, I'm proud of my president, my uh, chief and commander right now. But where I'm at currently right now, I'm more so, I don't know if I'm independent or I, I'm not even going to exercise the right to vote. And, and, and I believe like uh, currently, I think that they're they're starting to give felons uh, back their privilege to vote. But I'm more so at the standstill was like I was telling somebody when you're when you people want to blame the president for. OK, like he's the president. We all know that he he like his his profession is more like monopoly. He buy hotels, real estate, stuff like that. Right. If you put a man like this in and commander chief and a, a pandemic happens like that. He's not a, like his specialty wasn't medicine. His specialty wasn't all this. So I just think that a lot of Americans have to blame, including the people coming from my side of things, poverty have to really educate themselves and get people in office who are going to shine the light or, or, or help them in a situation. Like coming from my situation, like you were saying, like Bernie Sanders, some guy who got, who got three houses, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't even got one house. Mm -hmm. I'm homeless. <laughs> and uh, by all right. means, I think oh, for people to go out and fight for this country, by all means, they should get first dips on everything because, you know what I'm saying, to go over there and, and that traumatizing um, atmosphere, God no bullets, missiles flying over your head to come back to your country where you're supposed to be saluted and you ain't got nowhere to stay, that's, that's just kind of like, you know what I'm saying, insult to injury, you feel what I'm saying? But it, it's it's oh. it's heartbreaking. It, it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's very right? it's very heartbreaking. They coming from my. my uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it's, uh, it's for me. It's one of those things, and I, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I, there was a there's kind of a, a, a hesitation in in our our connection here. So I thought you would stop talking, and I apologize. Let me talk over you. Um, but what I was saying was, is I believe that we should not have any level of homeless veterans in this country whatsoever. It is, it is, there are so many things we can do, whether it be building dorms at VA hospitals or even cheaper. Um, we can, we can build 3d houses now that last a pretty decent amount of time for, for less than it costs to put somebody, to put somebody in prison that is homeless, that is only committing a crime simply to get themselves three squares in a cot. Right. So, you, you know, it, like there are things that we can do as a country if we just come together and, 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 and understand that this is a huge problem that we can fix. We can fix. Uh, and, you know, the only people that can fix it are either philanthropic people 
or 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 the government's got to step in and do something. Well, that's the thing is, and, and I just I like the fact that uh, Sue decided to actually uh, call in here and talk to us about it because because this is a person that we're talking talking about this whole episode, right? Like this, this is a person that we want to know what they feel, what's going on, a down to earth, middle-class, hardworking person. And, and it's great to hear what they have to hear from. And I feel, and Sue, I'm not putting words in your mouth at all, but what I feel she is saying is that she feels that she, she feels that the, that the democratic party is not giving her what she needs. It's not giving her what she wants. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like that's the whole image they put out there. And you know what I'm saying? That's they claim that they that stand by, but the reality of it is they're not helping at least my class. You feel what I'm saying? Which is the poor, poverty, you know. And most people like, um, depending on who you speak with, people have opinions on that because some people are like, well, you're not applying yourself, or you're not doing this, and you're not doing that. And in some cases, that is true, but in a lot of cases, cases it's a lot of hard working. You know what I'm saying? Willing to do whatever they got to do to prosper, but just they have that roadblock and they don't have those resources and them opportunities given to them as others might have them in a, you know what I'm saying, in a, uh, get to those resources easily. So it's very difficult, even when, uh, looking at Obama, you know what I'm saying? My culture, my African-American. So just this uh, accomplishing that everybody was so excited and they should have been excited but how i see it ain't nothing changing my neighborhood it's the same way it's drug infested crime infested mm-hmm. and just a lot of negativity and and and, and slum life you feel me so mm-hmm. he came yeah, that, he did his eight turns he gone and we still in the same predicament so you know if you don't if you don't mind if you don't mind if you don't mind me me, me saying this i don't know personally and this is just my thought process I think the biggest problem that we have with a lot of folks in, in, in your position and in my position, I mean, I grew up, I grew up poor. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very lucky that I didn't grow up in an in a, in a, in a urban poor area, but I grew up in, in Appalachian, like Western Pennsylvania, very, very poor on a different level. Um, but, you know, to me, it's so it's more along the lines like, the Democratic Party started chasing the Republican Party and who they in going after donors. So they changed their economic policies to be less about. It's like people like Joe Biden became more along the became more along the economic uh, beliefs of Trump, of Bush, of and even Obama was more was more like let's keep taxes low for the people up at the top and let's because we need to chase their money. And it didn't benefit anybody that's poor. It didn't benefit people like yourself. It didn't benefit people like like all of us, really. And that's why I think people in our position, uh, working class people, poor people, we moved away from the Democratic Party because, as a whole, they started chasing the money that the Republican that the Republican Party had been getting since the '80s. People donating to those, their campaigns. What do you think of that, um, Sue? So, I'm feeling them. Okay, yeah, I'm not, right. not to really, but listen, I'm not really into the whole politic thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm into mm-hmm. it, but it's kind of like I feel it's like you'll never know the truth. Like politicians to me is just like lawyers sometimes. You feel what I'm saying? And oh, I, yes. I, I, I kind of like not try to be too too. Uh, I try not to pick sides because uh, this is how I see it. if I was in a position right, 
and I, 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 I had control over a lot of situations. I'm quite sure that I would be doing some things that's, that's kind of like underhanded. You feel what I'm saying? But my main objective would be to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Like Bill, I use Bill Clinton as an example, right? Like we all know what he did in the main office, what a lot of men and a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? Even when you're just a businessman mm -hmm. and you got an office and you got a secretary, like that's that's part of life. But when you still use your your your, your ability and your authority to to, to make change in a certain in an area that that you see needs it that you see been needing it for years like i commend you for that i'm not saying that i want somebody in the office and i expect them to be a hundred percent guaranteed just just authentic and don't do nothing wrong because that would be like a robot in office you know what i'm saying it's just like when you get a charities mm -hmm. most of them charity people they dip in it yeah them salvation armies and stuff like that i know they dip in it during the christmas time when they got all these abundance of donations coming in but for you not to do good also and more good than what you're you're, you're doing that's kind of like side 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 handedly on the side that's what i got a problem at so i just think it's very it's very imperative that when people make their votes and that, um that they vote for somebody that 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 they really studied and they believe that they have good intentions on, on helping all you feel what i'm saying dude i like sue's badass dude <laughs> So but let me let me just let me just let me just ask you a question. Um, and, you know, and it's it's all right. Like you, you may not know. And, and, and that's just because I, I mean, I study politics all the time. It's, it's something that is I'm very personally passionate about. So don't don't worry. I'm just asking you like the question. It's not oh, like no, it got you. Free. I, I got tough like skin. That. It takes a lot to offend. <laughs> well, that, that's that's good. And I appreciate that. Um, what if, you know, you, you talked about like, yeah. I mean, a nobody nobody died when Clinton lied. Like he lied about getting a blowjob. Which, all right, you believe what you believe. Anybody believes what they believe. It is what it is. Like it was a terrible judgment call. But if you had somebody like, for example, Trump was just forced to pay back two million dollars to charity because the foundation that was created was a total sham for them to skim off the top. Of and this and I can and I'll be glad to put the link in in, in the description for you to the okay. uh, to the to the Associated Press um, is that uh, the Associated Press article is because they basically were giving people were donating money to this charity and they were taking it and not giving it to the charities that they were that they said that they were doing um, and that's why he it does it does happen a lot but. When people like you or I or people that are in business and these people, it's 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 unethical to do it. But unethical, yeah. would you trust would you trust that person to be the president of the United States it, when people like us need to be able to trust working or need to be able to trust that the person there is making decisions for working class folks? I if think that's everything that they've ever set up has been about self gain and personal gain. No, not when everything the word you use. I mean, it was everything they did. It was um, for their own self selfish reasons. No, but you got to think about like humans. Like, who can you trust? Like, because you know when they doing their campaign, and I watch a couple of the debates, they they saying what they want to hear. It's just like y'all males. I probably talk to you when you 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 come across a young lady or something like that. 
know what I'm saying? I don't know no male that comes across well, some and some because you could pick up hookers, but usually sure. when it's an attractive young sure. lady and you're trying to get their attention, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You telling them what they want to hear. They don't know that, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna be a deadbeat, you're gonna leave after you do this and stuff like that. So it's more so like you really gotta like you said, it's your passion. You study it, you follow it, and you just gotta mm-hmm. pray that you made the right choice. And you just gotta hope that that person that's in office do good. You feel what I'm saying? At least some good. You feel mm-hmm. me? Well, y'all, hundred percent. You gotta say, let me, you, let me. You got a passion for it. You right, got a passion right. for me. How would you be the chief of commandment? Do you think you'll you'll be so, doing fine hand, hand, handed stuff? So, well, no. I, I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm just gonna be completely blunt about it. My thought process is is not about my own personal gain when it comes to being a public servant. I believe that when you run for office, it is no longer about you whatsoever. It is about the people that you are asking to hire you to do a job. You are, you're going out there, you're shaking somebody's hand. If you lie to that person, that's on you. You're a terrible person. And if you, and it's up to them, it's up to the voters to be able to decipher that. That is true. But to use your example, you know, let's say there was a there was a, a, a guy that you saw that you, you you thought he was you know very good looking, right? And every one of your girlfriends, every one of your friends, people that you knew, people 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 in your neighborhood, they were all saying, "Listen, Joe, listen, I fucked with him, and he did this to me. He uh, my my sister fucked with him, and she did and he did this to her. If you had five or five to ten people that you knew personally that said, don't go with Joe because here's all the shit that he did to us. Would you then still try to pursue him or would you trust him when he talked to you? Well, that, and I always say that and I pause and I pause. It's the same thing. It's the same thing in my thought process. It's the same thing with Trump. When you have these charities, when you have the Trump, uh, when you have the Trump uh, university that is, that is, it had to shut down because they, they, they weren't teaching people anything and they were just stealing people's money. When you've got, uh, all the all the, the the hotels that he built when there's when there's evidence he didn't pay a single vendor people who like you and me started a drywall business got this ten million dollar contract went out and bought nine million dollars worth of drywall put it up and then Trump says yeah I don't like you I don't like what you're doing I'm not gonna pay you and then you have no money left to sue him <laughs> like that has happened that is the, the, those things like it's it, I'm I'm trying to put it like in a non political spectrum you know what i mean like so if you if if you if you feel like i'm getting out of line tell me please i i, I, nah, I don't want to i'm i'm I'm, in, okay. I'm feeling your point of view all right so what's your answer sue uh well first of all about the scenario about the guy you know what i'm saying you did it is that as if i was initially meeting him and i ain't already get too attached once you're too attached, it's kind of hard to break free. But if I'm, I'm just meeting this guy and I'm hearing all these bad things about him, no means. I mean, I'd be a fool to, to, to put myself into that unless I'm just like, you know what? I don't really care. I just want to, you know what I'm saying, one thing from him, then I might do take the right, chance. But right, if my, right. I was expecting to build and, and have honesty and all that commitment stuff coming, doesn't look like that's a pretty good investment right there. Right. If you so and so just to use that, if you were looking at somebody like Trump to build you a hotel as cheaply as possible, that one thing. Right. Sure. I mean, the guy, the the guy builds hotels cheap. But if you are looking at him to lead the country, to lead all these different things, a long term four year commitment that could hurt us or could help us. 
it's that's that's what I'm trying to, to draw the parallels. Is like if you're looking for one thing, like okay, he can do that one thing well. But look at what he's done in the past when it comes to being in charge of other people's things. He's totally, totally screwed it up, and purposely. So let so. me ask you. Let let me ask you a question. Don't um, sure, sure, sure. Doing your experience, like nothing in the past that you you didn't like live through it. Like, wh- who would you say was your ideal president? Well, uh, of you, are are you asking like of the people that have been elected or people that had maybe run or your who lifetime. I think would have been? Yeah, yeah. So during do, my lifetime, right. okay. So I was I Even was born in the lost. late '80s. Oh, so I was. I think the person who would have been the best president ever would have been Bobby Kennedy because he walked around the communities that needed help, learned from the people who had the real world on the ground experience. And unfortunately, unfortunately, he uh, he was assassinated for his beliefs um, of my lifetime. However, I know it's the people who speak the truth to power. Power don't like that. And they shoot the, and they shoot people and they get them killed. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, of my lifetime, I was born in the late 80s. I mean, I would have liked to have seen John Kerry beat Bush in, in 04. Um, I would, I mean, I, Barack Obama, the campaign was great, but I, I, just being blunt, he didn't do a whole lot for me either. And I felt like he was kind of weak on foreign policy, and I feel like he gave up the goat on, on, on health care. We should have had universal health care. We could have had it. Um, yeah. But, you know, but I, there, I I mean, when I was born in 87, so like Dukakis ran and, you know, right right after that. Um, And uh, then we had Clinton who did try to do a good job, but then he had, he had the compromise. He he gave away the goat. He kept compromising. He didn't stand up for the things that he said he believed in. And then I think, but of also, I guess taking the long way around your question is uh, in the last in, in the last hundred years, I think Bobby Kennedy would have probably been the best president because of his perspective. Um, but of my lifetime, I think John Kerry would have been uh, would have would would have also come at it from the, the same perspective. All right, uh, Sue, I have one more question for you because we got to continue with our show. I do appreciate you calling in, but I'm just curious, just for we can know what's going on. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, what city and state are you calling from right now? Maryland. Maryland. Yes. And everybody's okay in your family. Everybody's okay and healthy as of right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm blessed to be able to say that because you know it's kind of crazy in the DMV area. But yeah, nobody's been um, in my personal circle has been uh, infected with the virus, so I'm blessed. Great. All right. Great. That's awesome because I was just curious where you were calling from and making sure that everybody in the family is okay because I ask everybody that because of this nonsense. Uh, Sue, before we let you go here, so we continue with the show here, what him and I are discussing with Ed, do you have anything else you want to say to myself or Ed before we cut you off here? Uh, no. Thank thanks you so a much. Lot. I appreciate your insight. Thank yeah, you. Thank Sue. you so much for calling in. We very much appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I do, we do appreciate you uh, being willing to call in and talk to us. So, Thanks, Sue. We, we we definitely appreciate it, and thank you so much for telling us that everything is okay with your family. And uh, truthfully, uh, just one more time, Sue, thank you for calling in, and uh, also, we are very uh, happy that your family's okay with this dire time. This is crazy, Ed. Like, I mean, like, I mean, wow, we just had a caller 
here for for our live show. You know, in the history of Movie Guys podcast, for 10 years of doing podcasting, and then you and I decide to dick around and do a political show, we get a, we get a freaking live caller. Well, this and, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, Sue, like about uh, callers like Sue. This is very important. This is why politics are important. This is why the process is important. This is why getting involved is important because at your everyday lives are affected. Shows we've done in the past, people like movies, you don't like movies, you like, uh, you like it for a reason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, but at the end of the day, if a movie is good, if a movie is terrible, it doesn't affect anybody's everyday life, right? Government and policies actually affect people. And getting these policies right and ensuring that you're coming at them from a non-corrupt, correct position is important. And it's folks sure. like her that you, we need to hear from. It's folks like her that why why we need to be able to have these frank and blunt conversations with elected officials. And right now we've got so many people that are doing telephone town halls before coronavirus. My personal congressman, he refuses to go out in front and stand in front of people and be asked questions. He does telephone town halls. And when he actually goes to events, he has to have he refuses to have non pre screened questions. Let me guess. And you don't like him because he's a Republican. No, I don't like him because he's not a fucking representative. And he's and he's he's a he's a rich person. He's a rich prick. Only gives a fuck about himself. Here's the thing, though, is that here's the thing that I've always argued is that, look, I don't like fucking rich pricks. I don't like rich pricks at all, dude. But it's like they give us the fucking jobs. So if they give us the no, fucking they, job, yes, they, they don't do. give you a job. They don't. Yes, they no, do. no, no. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Somebody like I, listen, I have friends who own restaurants. Like I have friends that own small businesses, legitimate small businesses, not car dealerships that make two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a month in gross profit. And trust me, I know how much those motherfuckers make because I used to work in one. So, but but here's the thing: they don't give you a job. They go out and they say, "Okay, I have all of this, and I have this amount of need. So I'm going to pay somebody something to go do the job that I can't do myself, in order to save money." They're not like giving you a job. They're paying you as little as they possibly can in order to do the thing that makes them the most amount of money. So okay, don't so say fine. they give you a job. They don't okay. give you a job. They're okay. paying you so, to do a service. They're, they're paying you to do something that they can't do for themselves for as cheaply as they can possibly get you for. <laughs> you die. Oh, where'd, that, where'd that come from? You die. Where'd that come from? Okay, so, okay, we're yeah, going for... We're going on for an hour and 22 minutes. I think we should take those last few minutes or the last 10 minutes of us just kind of just talking about this subject real quick, getting prepared for our next month's episode. But you brought up the uh, you brought up the $15 uh, minimum wage gap. Now, now we'll, we'll talk about this. Another reason why I, I switched parties, okay? Under Bernie Sanders' plan, you're going to say I'm wrong. I know you are. And so is every other Democrat that's listening to this broadcast right now. But the facts are the facts. You're going to say I'm wrong. I'm already prepared for it. Here we go. Under Bernie Sanders' plan, right, the minimum wage will be $15 an hour. You will be taxed way more a percent than what you are now. So I think it's at like a 35 32% tax on that. So then altogether, that $15 an hour is now at $7.50. 
So evidently, everybody should make $15 an hour, right? Because in reality, you're only making $7.50. Here's the thing. McDonald's workers, I'm sorry. You work at McDonald's. You don't deserve $15 an hour. You don't. So, okay, so I, I, had to pull, I had to pull it up just to be able to get you the facts, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, – if you so the thirty five percent tax rate is currently mm-hmm. actually it just I have it here it's from berniesanders.com so these okay. are the facts so legitimate source from berniesanders.com okay you 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 call you said Bernie Sanders here's his propo- here's his proposed plan okay you called here's out Bernie plan. Sanders specifically so I'm giving you his plan okay so give me his plan give me his 200, plan two hundred $230,000 per year income, your current tax rate is 33% and would stay the same. At 250000 even, it goes up to 37 mm-hmm. Okay? So, mm-hmm. a, so, but a $15 an hour minimum wage, which actually really and truly is just barely a livable wage, right? But it's double what we've got now, so it's the only thing that's swallowable, right? Bullshit. $15... Bullshit. It is. It is not. It is not. Bullshit. Bullshit. So, it's not. I, I, listen. Do you want to have the economic argument? Do you want to spend? You, we can spend an hour talking about the econ- economics of this thing. Okay. We're not going to spend it. But so, I'm just talking to you. Is that look, look, look? How can an 18 year old kid fresh out of high school, in between going to college, make five dollars and twenty five cents an hour at movie gallery, able to survive on his own? But Tom, Dick, and Harry can't fucking survive under fifteen dollars so, an hour. I don't understand it. Because there's not. Do you understand? Do you do you know how much? Do you know how much money rent is at most parts of the country? Like, educate. First of all, a fifteen dollar a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage is actually in the places that it exists now is proven to create to have job growth four times as much as places that don't have it. Okay. Really. So fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage actually lets the people who work at those jobs. Actually, go and live. I don't okay? believe that. Fifteen dollars. Believe because you don't have to believe. I'm giving you. I'm giving you the. I'm fact. telling you, there's a bunch of places like McDonald's in California, in Santa Monica, California. There's like fifteen dollars an hour. Screw that shit. They fired all their employees and they put fucking goddamn uh, robots in there, the fucking touchscreen things, and they fired all of them. So no, that's no. Com- that's coming regardless of whether the income of minimum wage is seven twenty five or or seventy dollars an hour. That it is coming. Be. That is a fact. That will that w- it's already happened. It's already no. happening. Those jobs have already uh, go to a fucking McDonald's anywhere in the country, and most of them have a kiosk. Okay, there are dro- there are there are there are gas stations now here in Western Pennsylvania. One of the most popular ones called Sheets. Fuck you, Wawa on the east coast. She or on the east side of Pennsylvania. Sheets is legitimate. They have drive-throughs now. That they have touch screens. You walk up, you go to a kiosk, you tell them what you want, and there's somebody who cooks the food. Like you, like it, 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 it's that's where the world is going. It's been going that way for the last several years. The cashier, the cashier's job, or excuse me, the order taker's job at McDonald's at the drive-through window, all of that is going away. Ten years from now, they'll 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 be gone. Okay, so hey, they are hard. not gone. And pay, I want you to pay me. Pay, and, I want so you to give me a case of beer. They're going first of all. So let's so fifteen dollar fifteen dollar uh, uh, for a full time employee 
is twenty. It's just over twenty-eight, just under twenty-nine thousand dollars a year, right? Which yes. keeps your tax rate at fifteen percent. It's exactly where it is now. It's exactly where where it will be if Bernie Sanders uh, becomes president. He won't. He won't. But that you you specifically pulled him out. So I'm giving you the facts. All right. There is actual evidence and actual studies done that $15 an hour minimum wage stimulates the economy. $15 an hour plus tips, plus commissions. So like if you're a waitress, you actually go, you, 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 if you're a waitress and you make $15 an hour plus tips, you can actually afford to go out to eat and then there creates more job growth in the food, in the food industry. So it, 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 to the, I actually at the level of four times, there is actual evidence of this. What I'd like to know, what I'd like to see the studies done or when you get tax cut for million tax cuts for millionaires and billionaires who actually you actually have negative job growth, which is job losses when you cut those taxes. I'd like to see studies done about that. Because okay, you won't see them because the people who pay for those studies, the people who pay for those studies are the people who study that are the people are the people who pay for those studies are the people who benefit from that. Are you going to breathe? Breathe, motherfucker. Breathe. OK, so I'm trying to give you the facts. <laughs> OK, well, I'm trying to give you the facts. OK, you can sit here and read me something on the computer. But what is but what American what middle class America cares about facts is what they see in their daily lives. I worked in restaurants before when I was in uh, when I was fresh out of high school into the college area and I saw waitresses making two dollars seventy five because, you know, I went to college in two thousand five. Now, that doesn't seem like a long time ago, but it was a fucking long time ago when it compares to nowadays. In 2005, I was working in a, in a, in a fucking restaurant. I was a fucking busboy, made fucking shit money, right? Because, hey, you know, piece of shit, first job, hey, you know. And fucking uh, waitresses would sit there, get push-up bras. I would go in the back to take a piss, and there would be fucking waitresses putting push-up bras on, stuffing their bras, making their tits look good, right? So then all of a sudden, when they go out to the fucking table with all the dudes that are like fucking asshole bras, right? Frat guys. And and they're giving her like a fucking like, you know, $40 fucking tip because her tits are out, right? Is that okay for her to do that? No. Is that her choice? Yes. And because of that, I, I would go out with these waitresses at the end of the night, and they would go out and they would spend $100, $150, $200 on the bar after the restaurant closes. So if you want to sit here and say that, oh, you know, hey, waitresses should make this, should make that, or whatever, and as an example, guess what? It's that dumb bimbo's fault for spending $200 of her tip money instead of saving it like she should to educate herself and to better give herself a life instead of sitting there and spending it on fucking what dick's going to go in her vagina tonight. So wow. that's so first, of all, first 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 of all, you need to step, a, you need to take a step back and you need to not be so offensive when you speak because it absolutely diminishes the entirety, the, the, the your argument in its entirety. Do that's not talk saw. about that's, people that, that way. That's that, what it was. No, listen, that's you, what I saw. You that's added, you saw. added derogatory commentary, bro. You can't add said. derogatory commentary. You can't add the derogatory said. commentary. But that's what they at, said. We all at, at, at eighteen, nineteen, we all were out searching for the next for the next person to lay with us. It's how the world worked. Okay, that doesn't mean you get to at thirty three get to talk defamatory about women. You can't do it. And stop not, doing, doing it. Doing stop doing, doing it on. Stop I'm doing not, it. I'm not doing that about women. I'm telling you what I personally. You are. Experience. You are. 
what I experienced. I've experienced a lot of things with a lot of dumb fucking white people, but that doesn't mean I'm going around screaming people are d- dumb, dumb fucking white people are dumb and white people. Like, <laughs> I've experienced a lot of things in my I've experienced a lot of things in my life. I'm not talking fucking negative about a person based upon their gender or their race or the, who they are or, or, or making I generalities. Was. We're talking statistical facts about okay. economics and why we switch you know parties. What? So if you, you want to continue the conversation, you're going to take a step back hold and on, you're going to stop on. talking derogatory. How about this? How about this? My point was just what I personally saw with my own eyes. Does that mean that that speaks for every waitress in America? Of course it doesn't. Does that mean that that speaks for every woman in America? Of course it doesn't. From what I saw out of my own eyes, does that mean that every waitress is in the bathroom doing a push-up bra and stuffing and all that stuff to get a big tip? No. I'm just telling you what I saw. And I think the reason why that you and I see so differently when it comes to our political issues is that what I see is middle-class America trying to do the best they can do to survive. And we may agree or disagree with what they are doing, but that's just what I experienced. I did not say anything negative towards women. I'm just saying that's what I saw and what they were saying to me. Did so you know? That's what I'm just getting at. For, did you know? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Oh, sorry. I'm my, here. My, 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 tab, my tablet went down for a second. Sorry. Did you right. know that 40% of the people that live in this country don't mm-hmm. have $400 to their name? Well, whose fault's that? Theirs or the government? The fact that they the fa- the fact that they are being paid less than a livable wage. Are they though? Because that's here, whose fault it is. Well, okay, okay. How about this person example, right? Okay, let's just go down. There are no other. There's no. There are no other choices. No, I, Look, I will you, give you, you an live, example. You live in. Can I? Can I? Can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? Please do. Please do. Okay. So you have your tablet out. Do you have your phone out? No, my phone's on the charger. My tablet's out because we're recording it on this thing. Okay. All right. So I will. I will post my phone out for this. Okay. I will go personal to a certain degree. Okay. To a certain degree. Okay. So, at my job right now, okay, I make this is and this is the whole point of the choice, right? I make I make seventeen dollars even an hour, okay. So normal things nowadays is every two week pay period, right? So that's eighty hours, correct? So at seventeen dollars an hour times eighty. We're at $1,360. Well, already $200 to $300 of that's taken out in taxes, right? So let's just forget about taxes because that's just more math that we don't want to fucking do to our fans right now, right? So 15, at 15, 15% federal tax, but continue. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to do that, right? This is just simple shit. So sure. at $17 an hour, at 80 hours, I make $1,360, right? Now, I am not a waitress i am not somebody making less than the minimum wage clearly but here's an example because of what's going on in this time actually you know what no fuck fuck what's going on with with this coronavirus ever since i started working there over time at the place that i work at has been endless right so what happens is is that after you do 80 hours 
of, of, of regular work, you can decide to come in and work overtime, which is time and a half. So 17 times uh, of what, what a half that would be. Thank you. you thank you. Unions. Thank you. Democrats. Unions have nothing to do with this. My shop is not a union shop. But they created a 40 hour work week. Plus you get t- plus over plus overtime laws. Continue. Uh, Ford, the maker of Ford vehicles created a 40 hour work week, not the Democrats. So the, know your history. The, the, the the Automotive the union. union Workers, UAW, United okay. Auto Workers. Continue. Okay. So <laughs> at that time and a half, you're looking at $25, right? $25 an hour. And let's say that I work uh, an extra uh, 20 hours, right? So that's $500, right? So we're at $1,365 plus an extra $500. I'm looking at $1,865, okay? So my point is, do I want to work? over 80 hours absolutely not me as an individual person not anybody else that we're talking about just me as an individual person do i want to work over 80 hours uh, a pay period no but do i so i can put more money aside for a goal that my wife the and fact i that have, you have the fact that you have that choice thank you democrats thank you unions but continue okay fuck unions first of all but anyway <laughs> I, 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 there are, you know, we'll go with that. How about that? How about, okay, so I will say my point. Go back, and then to, we'll go go back to your thing about your choice. Go back to okay. your thing about your choice. I will go about the choice and we'll end the episode tonight on union. So my choice is, is that there are people that I work with that are like, no, I ain't going to fucking work 80 hours. And at my work, uh, you have eight unpaid personal days a year. You can split those up in halves. So then you technically have 16 unpaid personal days a year. So you guys go up to your boss and say, I'm taking a half day, deuces, bye. So then you lose money, right? You don't get your 80 hours. You get 75 hours. You get 70 hours. You get 50 hours on your pay period, whatever. That is their fucking choice. That's my point. And that's why sure. I switched to the Demo- That's why I switched from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party is I believe in choice. Do I believe in every choice what a person make is correct? No. Do I believe in every choice that I make is correct? No. But that is your fucking choice. My choice is for the next few days is to work overtime. Why? Because I want more money. Why? Because I'm a greedy bastard. That's why. I mean, what else you want me to do? I'm sorry, waitress. You, listen, you have you, I, you you have a family to feed. Like you have to do what you have to do based upon. What is presented to you in what is presented in front of you, mm-hmm. like that's just real. That's just real life. Like you have to do what you have to do based upon the circumstances that are presented and put and put in front of you. But what I feel, and why I sw- and one of the reasons why I switched to the Republican Party is that I feel that the Democratic Party is saying you don't have to work. We'll take care of you. Nobody we'll says take- that. Are you serious? Nobody says that. Okay. Nobody says that. Okay. Nobody says that. Okay. Nobody says that. Bernie Sanders fucking says that. To, but we'll how? take care of you. We will. We will. We how? will get rid of. Bernie Sanders says we'll get rid of student loans. Why? Why? We bailed out. The, we bailed out. Listen, okay. We bailed out the financial industry for making poor business decisions in a free market to the tune of one point six trillion dollars, and we gave, well, we gave it to them. We gave it to them. We gave it to them because they donate money to Republican policies. Right, excuse me, Republican politicians. We, we, that's fine. But it's we we did it. It's fact. We did it. We did it. We did it. 
there are there is the number one I, a bank going out of business doesn't change the economy the hindrance of an entire generation not being able to go out and buy a house not being able to go out and and participate in the free market that is a hindrance on the economy that is the okay? individual person's choice one point person's choice 80 we don't have a choice Hold on. You don't Listen have a choice. This. You don't this have a fact. This is a fact. This is a fucking fact that I read today before we get into the show. 80% of the people that graduate college currently do not follow the degree that they went to school for. Because they can't. Because the economy isn't built for them. It's built for the people who have all the money to make more money. I don't, I don't see That's that. how the economy is built. That is not a free market economy. That is socialism for the rich and a capitalism for the rest of us. Or is we it live a, in a society that we live in a society that is socialism for the rich and the harshest aspects of the free market for the rest of us. That's the society it, we live in. Is it though? Yes. Because, because yes, I it is because college. we continue to bail out industries. Fucking Trump today just fired the guy whose job it was to be the watchdog, the inspector general. Of the $2.2 trillion stimulus, the portion that was supposed to go to businesses, he just fired the guy who was supposed to be the watchdog to, to determine where, where all the money went because he doesn't want you to know where all the money's going. Well, uh, probably, but here's the point is that, is that you know, fact. somebody like me. That's a fact. Somebody like me uh, who went to college for one thing and is now talking to you on this podcast doing something completely different, it's just called responsibilities. Life yeah, is you hard. have to do what you you have to do what you have you to have do. To but do here's the thing: colleges, colleges, from the time from from the time that you and I went to present, colleges could raise tuition up to nine point nine percent without telling you. Like you would just go, they, you would just you would just say, "Yeah, I'm coming back to my sophomore year." And like, okay, and then they would go and apply for the loan for you by nine point nine percent more. Right? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, yeah, sure, sure. That's, that's fine. a fact. That is a fact. fact. That, and and if you fact, so listen, if you if, if you buy listen, okay, if you buy a house that is too much house for you, the bank loans you the money. You buy a house that's too much house for you, or you lose your job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, whatever, you make a poor decision. You can file bankruptcy. You buy a car that's too expensive. You file bankruptcy. You can like you you say I made poor financial decisions. File bankruptcy. It all goes into a thing. And you figure out and then figure out how to pay for it and it goes away. Right? Like you you the creditors come to an agreement. And they say, okay, we'll take X amount of money versus Y what you owe. The only thing that is that you don't have to put it, that you're not allowed to put in there is are the student loans. The financial industry is protected by federal law to where you can't at 18 years old make a financial decision. Like you're not allowed to buy cigarettes at 18. You're not allowed to – you can't buy cigarettes at 18. You can't buy a beer at 18. But apparently you can make the most important financial decision that's going to affect you for the next 50 fucking years – and it's protected, and it's federally federally protected. Like the whole system. I'm not saying that you're not wrong, and you need to make personal. You need to be personally responsible for your own decisions. You're a hundred percent right. But the system is built right now, and it is rigged against people like you and I. And it is done was done so by the people that you're standing there defending. They actually bent you over and stuck it up there as hard as they possibly could without lube to the point to where it was coming out of your mouth and you're saying thank you and you're defending right. them. That's well, why I what? switched this is that's why I switched from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party because at least the Democratic Party 
gives you lube when they fuck you. At least they do. I don't see that, but we're going to end the show on this joke. This is a joke. This is not to be taken seriously. This is a joke. Okay, so she just talked about that, right? You know how everybody says when you talked about the 18 year old thing about you can't buy cigarettes, you can't do this at 18, right? And how everybody always says the same argument. Well, if, if you can die for your country, you should drink a beer, right? Right? Sure. Right? Sure. Here's the, sure. Here's the joke. Why is it okay for an 18 year old woman to get a 16 guy gangbang in every hole in her body? Oh, you do it and again. She can't you go, did it again. She can't go and have a beer. That's bullshit. <laughs> you did it again, Jordan. You did it again. If you could see, if you could see me rubbing my eyes, like I can't That's believe how you don't understand that. You can't funny. say that. It's unacceptable to say that. I can't uh, talk about pornography. Oh my god, you didn't. How how, how can I not? Oh talk god, about please end the please end the show. Please just end the show. Please end the show. You can't say that. <laughs> You can't say it. It's unacceptable. Golly. I, I, I can't talk about pornography. You're not. You're being derogatory. You can't do that. You so, can't do that. You can't do that. And don't do that. So I can't. End so, the show, please. <laughs> End the show, please. I, I thought you would find that funny. I thought you would find that funny. All right. Well. Bro, it's offensive. It's offensive. Just end the show. All right, then. All right. Well, all right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed this episode. We appreciate Sue for calling in tonight here uh, to our Rust Belt Political Podcast episode. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. And we'll be back on the, uh, on the first Tuesday of every month to give you an episode of our political debate. Probably won't go as long as this one. This was our first episode, but I had a good, I, I had a great fucking time. This was fun. Ed, did you have a great time? I had a great time. Absolutely, brother. I had a great fucking time. So thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And we'll be back next month, which will be in May, for the first Tuesday of the month of talking about whatever the episode's going to be. We don't know yet, but we'll post it on Twitter. Thank you so much. Bye.